0: Hello, interdimensional wanders of the earthen realm. This is our Mystica Podcast. podcast about some sort of insight into the all-god source of which you desire to return and belong in the expanded realm of consciousness. You are the only listener of this podcast. That's right. You are the denizen of the multiverse of which... There is only a singularity and that singularity is the one tick mark upon my status my statistics within my um, uh, dashboard when i open up my podcast i see that it has one listener and i know it's you because there is no one else And so you give me one cent in ad revenue and i thank you for that and i appreciate that and I, Trust you continue to listen to this podcast. I couldn't do it without you. Uh, today, in this podcast, we're going to talk about the uh, US congressional hearings on UFOs, the fact that Elon Musk bought Twitter, and also a little bit about my life like a blogcast or something. It's going to be a little bit of blogging because I like to blog. I like to talk about my life. Why do I like to talk about my life? Because I am me, and me is important to me. Now, me is not important to many, many humans at this moment in time. Maybe it's important to some other kind of conscious consolidation of entities that desire me to do well on planet Earth so that I can bring that knowledge back to their other vectors of existence in which we dance in ecstasy in a, some sort of fantastic realm, like that of a Zelda game or something, or Lord of the Rings. Some sort of fantasy realm with sparkly glitter dust that floats in the sky and chromatic visions that are received daily. I'm playing a little bit of uh, um, video games. I'll start there. Uh, I was playing... I haven't been playing video games in quite a while. I was busy on my work. I'm doing my stuff. Which is kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing that um, the thing that used to give me joy and pleasure in life—the only thing I used to ever talk about, video games—I don't do them as much anymore. It's kind of—it's interesting because I used to get uh, sad when I didn't play video games or talk about video games or something because it's been my whole identity, and now I'm trying to stretch that out into something more meaningful I guess I don't know something a lot more spiritual or or, you know maybe in the future when uh, my work does well it'll, it'll be cool that I could get some kind of small tiny house just wouldn't be much wouldn't be much just a little tiny house put some solar panels on that roof give me a little elf bike solar panels on that bike and I'm good. I grow my own food. Self-sustainable. Perfect. It seems like the perfect living arrangement. And then all the excess money I get, I give it away. I, get, I put it in projects for the community, like some sort of permaculture uh, community projects or something like that for growing organic food. This is my vision. And then maybe that project can expand to like other places around the world where we connect on the local community level start hiring like natural law lawyers to uh integrate with the system that desires our tax money for bombs and tanks and roads that suck the roads aren't that good and all the other stuff our tax money goes to doesn't you know we could do better we can find educational systems that work not on a grade system but on a system of knowledge of how uh you know, just like, what you, what, what, what do you need in order to, um, what are you interested in? That's what we teach children. Whatever the heck the child wants. Maybe the basic levels or everything else, but who cares? They'll figure that out whenever they need it anyway. I feel like that would be a much more joyous way to live on planet Earth, but that's just me. Uh, it's kind of what it's been, uh, p- p- you know, those like pachinko machines? They go like... Yeah, that's what that, that's what happens in my head sometimes when I consider these ideas of a greater holistic system. Beyond voting red or blue and arguing over, you know, what kind of uh, social issue makes you mad. Ah, it's all alright. not complaining about any of that stuff because it's necessary to complain about that stuff to other people talking about the social issues if that's what you're into um because that like anything else grows the consciousness of our reality and that's what this podcast is about so uh more blogging i wrote here um i wrote here talk about your efforts of finding money for a living yeah (laughs) <laughs> it is like something I used to never want to talk about Because it's something you're not supposed to talk about Okay, did you just sneeze? Man Well, anyway It's, it's a thing um, For instance I had a podcast called Wisdom Of the Howling Coyotes In this podcast, I started to cry because uh, I wasn't getting enough attention for my work, of which I want to do for a living in order to make a living. And uh, I'm reminded of um, his name, Kacho, Chief Kacho of Japan. I wrote an article called The Paradox of Conscious Gaming. I might get into that in a little bit. But Chief Kacho plays video... He's a Let's Player in Japan, and he puts out DVDs. where he just plays retro games all day. Just Sometimes some of the new ones, if they're involved in the retro realm. And he plays them, and he doesn't complain. He just plays the game, and he's like, Oh, I gotta do better. And um, some commenter mentioned why they liked Kacho so much. And they said, I think it's because he just plays games... And is optimistic about it. He's never complaining about it. And that comment seems subjectively accurate for a wide range of people who uh, interact with other people. It's like if you just have this constant optimistic attitude. Uh, I don't know. There's something uh, lighter about you. Something mystical or something like that. And I wish I could. Uh, I wish I could delete that podcast, but I'm not going to. Because that's sort of what it's about as well as expressing authenticity. And for sure, uh, Akashio probably... There's probably many accounts of him complaining. But it's just ignored in the greater light of someone's um, consistent state of being. And I think that's cool. I think it's cool that one a person can be different from the mass of society. And um, approach a level of some sort of sage a state of being where they're able to become an example of a a beacon of light like a lighthouse upon the shores of our expanding, um, yeah, knowledge. (laughs) I'm repeating the same words over and over, it sounds kind of weird. It, it, it's like they're the, the, the guy, like someone can act as a, a role model in a really positive way that helps people um, be, yeah, more uh, preferable to other individuals, more compassionate. And uh, when I say I want that, it doesn't sound quite right. To say I want that. It sounds kind of weird. Uh, kind of like I'm approaching it from an angle that I shouldn't be approaching it from. Something like I'm being too meta about it. And, uh, uh, Don't know. I, um, I said it. Uh, maybe in the future I won't say it. Maybe in the future I won't say I want attention and stuff like that. Like I did in that previous podcast where I started bawling my tears out. Um... It was a while ago. It was a few years ago. I just considered it. I was just considering, hmm, our image is sort of latched on by people. And I know they say, don't worry about your image. But when everything is recorded on the internet, and then people dig up your old, uh, you know, what happens to some people is they dig up their old tweets, and then they find a paradox within their tweet, like a contradiction, like one year ago, they said no guns and then um, today there's they say, "Oh um, send guns to Ukraine and stuff like that. And people find these things, find these contradictions and show it as like proof that the, that person is not to be trusted or they' they're crazy or something like that. And it makes sense on one level, especially when you're talking about a politician who says one thing, supposed to represent your views. And then does, does another thing, which means, of course, the idea of representation is really weird and bunk because people change their attitudes every billionth of a second, and so um, it's, it, it, it's that's why it's also not good to, to do that. Because I know I've said um, many things on this very podcast. Um, consider a few, like when I was talking to, um, Dr. Stribb. I said, I I mentioned a bunch of like political commentators I don't even listen to anymore. I don't really mind what they they're saying. I just listened to them at the time because it seemed rather interesting. The topics they were expounding. Now I, it seemed to just go across the whatever broad stroke of the news and gather my information from whatever nearby locals or uh, I'm drumming about, so it, it made me, um, consider once again, hmm, I wonder if people are gonna listen back to that podcast and be like, oh yeah, that's my identity, it's who I am, I listen to these few people, uh, and so I've been trying to do, uh, and yeah, and so, yeah, what, the, the idea is to put this full circle, the idea is why does that matter, Jern? doesn't matter. Uh, you are a consciousness. You're experiencing everything now. It all interacts. What control do you have of other people's perceptions? Zero. Zero. None. None at all. So why would you? I lower my state of being? Because someone believes I'm this or that, with or without. I trust that's the, the state of being we all need to. Look at and be within all the time. It's just like base level consciousness closer awareness to God Anyway, not to bore you. I'm going to um, I've been uh, uh, writing more articles doing more animations and The amount of attention it is receiving it's negligible, but that's okay. Whatever. What can I do? I can't do nothing and then sometimes i like <laughs> I like make a post so sad that i have to admit that this occurs from it's not like a long duration but it's enough if i like dwell within it (gasps) like on facebook make a post i made an animation it took me a good week or so um to do and kind of create and put together in my life here it is no likes nothing maybe one or two you know, of uh, some uh, my good friends, and then I look at other people's posts, and it's like, they, <laughs> you know, they just like post a picture, maybe a little poetry, my life, it's about the wisdom of the eagles, flying forth in my passion, and we all must fly forth in our passion, and I look, great post, I like it, and then I look at the likes, and the likes are like, Three hundred likes. I'm like, wow, so many likes, wow! And then I uh, that that thought that that whole situation uh, a choice is created within my state of being. Hmm, do you play the victim now and um, approach um, the, a state of being where like, why God, have I not been selected and chosen to be M- more attention towards my light? Or uh, you have, this is the better, more preferable option. Is one has to just look at them and just neutralize everything. Completely zen out on the whole matter as everything is equal. And they're not interacting with you because they're not interacting with you. Why? I'm not interacting with a lot of people right now. I'm probably, uh, as you're listening to this, sitting by a tree, closing my eyes, shutting out the world... Why would it be... Why is that or any worse than me liking your uh, uh, video or whatever? Um, these things have to be considered. So that's the more preferable choice. And sometimes I don't always choose it, which is weird because then I go into... Then I just get sad and it's negative. There's nothing there. There's no fruit to suck on. There's not, nothing. So my only suggestion... If you're listening to this is to not go down that path don't think those thoughts direct your thoughts into a new project or something makes you happy meditation it's usually very challenging <laughs> at this point so one can just feel the emotions and or just work on another project and be like all right well that one obviously didn't receive any attention this moment in time, but maybe in the future or whatever, I'll just work on something else. I was once again, looking into the idea how I can approach more viewers and listeners. And some of it is useful. And some of it seems like it's too extreme and it would be going out of my way to become more, I don't know, is like cynical or just something just too... Forceful on others. Like, I saw ideas of how to make writing articles more clickbaity. More clickbaity. So, on medium.com, I write several articles about either a blog of my life connected with spirituality or just a central topic within spirituality or the likes, consciousness, and uh, politics, maybe. And Uh, They tell you in certain articles, they're like, yeah, you gotta make your stuff sound like someone wants to click it. So uh, one of the ideas is like, top three ways to make the $500 in passive income and stuff like that, which would be easy if you had an article like that because everyone wants to click on money things. Not very many people want, as of yet. To click on spiritual things. Oh, that's growing. And more and more are doing so. So I created an article that was like. Top five. Signs of. Knowing when you are exhibiting. Toxic positivity. And I did that. And I did get a significant. Increase of views. Not very many views. Mind you, it was still very low relatively speaking, but it did seem to uh, allow more attraction whether or not that attraction was very much doesn't matter, it did work in some way, some form, some fashion, I got likes on my article most of my articles do not get likes medium they call it claps and that's like and when you get claps I guess more people get to see your article or you get more money and stuff from the article not that much more but still it made me uh look and kind of think a little bit about it and i was kind of disheartened i was like oh no does that mean i have to do it like this i gotta do it this way in order to get attention? And the answer is probably an emphatic yes. But right now, I, I look back on my other articles, and they didn't have a clickbait title, really. They just had a really interesting title that was accurate, like my All Food is an Addiction, and or something like that, whatever that article was. And that received a good amount of views and likes. I don't know. So there's something to... The idea of just doing whatever you want. Anyway, I'm exploring it and it made me consider the uh, some mystics forgoing money. They don't even touch money. They don't even worry about it. Because money to them is nothing. They don't care where the I'm not even there. Maybe I need to be. And I was talking to Rob Gothier on his podcast. I was talking to him about this very subject. And I said, well, maybe uh, maybe I don't need... No, just, like, worry about anything. Like, getting money? I'm fine here. I get money from whatever. It always seems to come. So why would I desire a house of my own and stuff? Why wouldn't I just be shuffled to wherever I'm supposed to go? Example, I always use Jiddu Krishnamurti, who some person of the theosophy society, theosophical society, saw his aura and it was uh, like a pure white or something. And when he was a child, he saw uh, Krishnamurti as a child and saw they had a pure white aura and immediately was initiated into that society where he was just shuffled around the world and then there was Ramana Maharashi. I don't believe he ever touched money either. He was just kind of... He just went wherever he wanted. People gave him food. I think that's cool. And that's awesome. For some reason. I don't know. I kind of like the computer. I kind of like going to the grocery store buying that fancy vegan food and fancy organic juices. Then I go and I, ha- I can go in the health club and exercise. That's nice. These are nice things. Don't know if you can have that if you don't touch money, but maybe you can. People will just give it to you. You're mystical and you have a mystical aura about you. So anyway, that's a thing to also keep in mind. Some individuals live that way. They can live any number of ways. Money might just be an obstacle. Uh, For me, no, not right now. I like to work on this kind of stuff these kinds of projects, they're fun. I do it. I interact and gather new ideas and new uh, sources of love, whatever, and spread it to things and people in any way I know how. And in this way, I speak to you, listener. So, uh, uh, then I was invited recently, some sort of new moon ritual by, uh, friend chanel who was on this very podcast and it felt good it was great it was we just kind of did a little ritual with candles and post-it notes and we drank purified water and guess the thing i wished for not sure if you're supposed to say it but you probably have a good idea of what it would be considering what I just said previously and as I drank this purified water I coughed a little bit I coughed like (laughs) like I couldn't swallow it to me it just kind of like symbolized maybe I'm not ready for what I ask for what I desire or it's as I was saying before, maybe that's not for me. Maybe I won't have to be one of those people that don't have the money and the attention and the stuff like that. should be fine and great. Because then I would just reach all the other people of which I'm doing now, of the same like. Just ordinary, regular, uh, no names. And that's maybe that's kind of better, to be a no name. Think about it. Approach it. Absorb that state of being. Being a no-name. I remember going to Lollapalooza. For whatever reason, I just felt like everyone was anonymous there. No one knew no one else except for whoever was on stage. And they were just there to play music and entertain. That's a lot of hard work. It's not like they get... It's not like the accolades are any better or worse when people are cheering with them when, they, when the music is playing always imagine man uh, human it must be cool to for example I'm playing the piano it must be cool to play that music to other people more cool like more fun than it is to simply listen to it and jump up and down uh, but I don't know maybe it's uh, relatively sane because you gotta like practice a lot and set up all those equipment So when you are playing it and everyone's cheering you on, that probably feels ecstatic. That is the single most accurate word I could use to describe it. It's like static energy probably flows through you like some sort of demigod. I imagine that's pretty cool. That's the kind of state of being I would like to experience a few times. And I've only gotten a glimpse of it. Perhaps in dream states and stuff like that. Nothing too radical. Maybe in the future. If I can make this podcast more interesting right now, I'm not doing a very good job, am I? So let's talk about... um, So anyway, that's that's all I wanted to say in the blog region. I'm going to say a little bit more, of course. But yeah, that's my endeavor for now. I'm doing a relatively good job of it. Staying within a relatively positive state of being without choosing the negative. Which would be so easy, to, so easy, to just have that thought that I'm worse than everybody, and my stuff sucks, which I do as a joke often within my animations, I don't know if it's any better or worse than if I were just to be like, yeah, I'm cool and awesome, I don't know if it would be any better or worse, so I'm gonna have, continue to have fun in this existence on the earth plane as I desire of you, Please uh, contact me about any of this. We can talk. We can have a conversation. So one day I uh, trust I'll get into one of those positions where I, have, I don't know, I'm just writing for a living or doing podcasts or whatever. Maybe it's live streaming video games I don't even play anymore. Except I did play one hour today. And uh, maybe I can do something like that. And have a small, tiny, tiny little house. Solar panels. And a bike with solar panels. It would be the most minimal impact on the environment. I would be doing the greatest amount of minimal impact. It would be beautiful. Elon Musk bought or is buying Twitter. Many people are up in a panic. And why I mean many people? I mean people that uh, have media platforms of which they want a certain point of view come across more strongly than another point of view, and I get that because some point of views are a little more accurate. I was watching some global warming documentary, and for quite a while, I, I didn't know the severity of global warming. Now I'm like, well, it doesn't quite matter. It's, it's obvious that we have an effect, and even if you don't believe that, which... If you look at the, uh, even beyond the ice cores, the water's drying up, the, we're polluting everything, microplastics, all that stuff needs to be cleaned up. What are we doing? This is crazy. It's crazy. And, uh, I used to be in, like, the camp where I believed, well, maybe it's the natural site. The sun is heating the earth up as well, isn't it? I believe that's all True. Like, it is a natural cycle, but at the same time, it's clear that there is more flooding happening and more, like, like chaotic weather. And if I look from an entirely mystical perspective, like I did with, um, if you look up the podcast, Spiritual Implications with the CVD-19, you can see that there is particular uh consequences when humanity acts in an unconscious way like rocking the earth there can be earthquakes there can be mudslides there can be um, toxic poisons you're breathing in and holes within the atmosphere that has to play some sort of role and so um Certainly some perspectives are, you know, a little more uh, valid to, not more valid, but they're better for humanity to spread than others. However, I've been talking with people on the online forum about the idea of censorship. I even wrote an article about censorship. I'll post that article thusly in the description for you to read. It's about the idea that well, okay, censorship is is not a positive thing. Well, many people believe it is positive because they believe they are spreading their information and their information is all correct and true at all times. And I know whatever is in my head right now, there's something within there that is not entirely accurate. There's like a piece of the story I'm missing or a, a information that uh, has been found to be uh, slightly skewed. And stuff and so forth. So why would you? Why would one ever disregard any point of view? It's so weird. It's like burning books or the yeah silencing the a political opposition opposition like a dictator would do. It's not very integrative, and it's happened all the time on platforms like Facebook, um, Twitter, which is, it is, that's what's. why the contention and um, perhaps on the certain news channels where I don't know people are being told not to talk with each other because that's the enemy that those are fascists and it's really funny that in here in America the uh, land of the brave ostensibly we see people of two camps. We'll call them the Red Camp and the Blue Camp. And each other believes the opposition to be fascist. That's what's funny. And also, it's not really funny at all because there's lives at stake. But um, it, it both believe they're being fascist with their their way of going about, you know, like... the uh, For instance... The, the people in the blue camp seem to be censoring a little bit more than the people on the red camp. And so the red are like, no, you're fascists. But then on the blue, they see people of the red camp doing something like, I don't know, no bodily autonomy. Banning bodily autonomy. <laughs> and then and then the people in the red camp are like, yeah, but what about that medical bodily autonomy? So... Uh, There has to be some sort of baseline understanding free will and not infringing on free will. That's hard because, for example, um, eating meat, I would say, infringes upon free will. Banning meat also infringes on free will. So I would never legislate anything like that as as long as it becomes tradition like that we are I believe like India is recognizing the sentience of animal life more in their law than we are that is probably a better way of going about it just start by recognizing the sentience and then one you can do I don't know we don't want to be involved in that way right at the moment I don't know if culture's there yet it could a law Such as when we ban alcohol, you know, because obviously it's dangerous. It's not good for you. It's an intelligent thing to ban if we were to do so. But we can't because people would be like, yeah, but I need it. And it does. It is good for me (laughs) in some weird subjective way where it makes it's like stress relief and so it has that placebo effect of allowing someone to feel good about themselves. And perhaps it like stops the mind for a bit or whatever it does. It does it. Um, those things probably do help. But you could do safe. You could take CBD and I'm sure it would be way more healthy than alcohol. Uh, there's replacements. Elon Musk says buying Twitter. So people are uh, up and up or about all of these things. And for me, I, I went on a forum I said, well, you can't... I mean, well, okay. See, that, that language, you can't. Uh, no, yeah, you can. That's, uh, but if you censor, you will uh, approach consequences of censorship. That's, it's not about what, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I know sometimes I get trapped in that kind of language, should. you can Sometimes I do it, just convenient snake. It's more about spreading knowledge. Okay, what, what will happen when you ban alcohol? What will happen when you uh, use censorship? And there was a study by um, Bill Ottoman and uh, Daryl Davis uh, with the Minds.com, which is a new social platform, that's tempting to have more democracy within our social platforms. That's a great idea. And I'll say how having more people involved with the process would be Uh, Worse, and that's sort of what I was talking to people about on the forum. They're like, yeah, well, we see that censorship can create extremism and entrench people into their radical ideologies more since they're not integrated with the stronger perspectives that have more knowledge. Um, But, it's just easier to have a dictator kind of just make that uh, off-the-hinge decision Like some sort of commander of a vessel, like, um, canceling you. But we, so I said, uh, to them, so you, you would value convenience over more balance in the conversation? And that's, that's the crux of it. I I don't understand why anyone would want censorship, especially if, the other camp could claim, okay, is, I will claim censorship now and then censor your opinion. It doesn't get anyone anywhere. It doesn't actually get anyone anywhere because the idea is to discuss. these. No one wants to discuss these things. I love discussing these things. Any chance I can get, I don't do it all the time. I don't poke and prod, but when there's an opening, someone came to my door. My mother happened to be gone. And uh, he was, you know, I don't know, just uh, advertising basically some Democratic candidate for mayor, yeah, whatever you believe. And for me, like the whole representative system, I don't know, it doesn't nothing. But I can still talk. Unlike I, I, I I'm not going to say, hey, yeah, create a new system for me, friend shouldn't we be on a permaculture anarchist commune by now I and mean, we don't have to call it anarchy but some sort of new thing no instead i was like well what about uh the green party <laughs> is they are they uh or a forward party or something is there someone else that will actually help with poverty and reducing military spending and um, all the other problems no there isn't there wasn't but I was able to tell him, and then I felt like some sort of nice heart chakra connection. But I was able to tell this person, maybe it's a good idea to open up the conversation, like especially on this um, bodily autonomy thing, abortion or whatever. Because the people right next door, you're not talking to them, but that, that, those are the ones that you need to they change your, their mind with your knowledge. So, um, this is the thing. So, if Elon Musk allows more conversation and open-air dialogue, then that's way better than the previous staff who just started to indiscriminately censor and remove accounts for just having a viewpoint. Now, it's, it's one thing to take down accounts that have hate speech, courts... Why would you not? If someone's threatening the the someone or anyone or a group of people, then why would you not take down their accounts? It's violence. It's not good. And that's part of the policy. The thing is, uh, Twitter uh, was not just taking down people who were bots or spammers or were doing hate speech. They were just taking down people for having opinions about things. And we can see why that's dangerous. We don't have to fear anything, but it's dangerous to do, though. It's just going to create more problems down the line. That is the higher perspective. Friends, feel free to talk to me about it on the Twitter. And you may find a uh, turning point within your particular perspective. Or not. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter technically to me. It just matters to our collective consciousness rising into a burning phoenix of fun and in and, in and love so yeah i don't know about the person elon musk as an individual he does have billions of dollars maybe he needs to pay his workers more i don't know maybe he needs to give away more of that money he said he was going to um uh just give money to the un for uh, solving world hunger if they could find a plan to do so he would do it and that's kind of interesting because it's like could could that money actually solve the problem or is it more of a basis around the way our uh, structure even works to disallow it i don't know it's uh interesting uh i don't want to talk bad about any billionaire uh, even Jeff Bezos, who has a super yacht, where they took down one of those uh, memorial bridges that weren't supposed to be taken down as a symbol of their uh, integrity in World War II. But you know that's aside from the point because obviously, if you want to complain about billionaires, there there's no better person to complain about. There it, there really isn't. Um, everybody else seems to be perfectly on the right righteous path to enlightenment except for those that have to pass through the eye of the needle of which would be easier for a camel to do than a billionaire so it's interesting how much responsibility these people have to be enlightened and that they're struggling in that attempt to do anything at all except for buy more things from us which is weird but whatever, I'm not judging. I'm not a person to judge. There's, uh, everyone has their own consciousness. What am I going to do? Ban billionaires? No. Maybe put a cap on billionaires or something. But no. They have billions. Nothing I can do about it except for spread knowledge about our reality. And in way of spreading knowledge, somehow get some sort of income and create a new system. I would love to do that. If some people aren't already doing it already, I would like to join them. But I don't see anyone doing it very efficiently right now. So that's too bad. It's too bad. Anyway, uh, I've not been forgetting to write my dreams. I keep going stretches with that one, so... It sucks because I usually get these really wonderful dreams, haven't had them in a while, except for one meditative vision where a wolf was handing me some kind of emerald coincided with Archangel Raphael, the healing angel. Because as it were, um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, I believe I did, yeah I did, okay. Well, that was it. That was it. There was there was meditative visions of pretty ladies kissing me, ah, like that. Extra extra dimensions, something. No new insights. No new sp- spectacular mystical phenomena, aside from the usual visions and t- telepathy that I reach and approach. From a level that it's always like, you're doing, you're good and uh, beautiful soul, and I want to love you. Those are great. That's awesome. Um, No human has provided me such love, which is interesting, because um, they do, the thing about humanity is, yeah, they don't give you much love, but they do give you a whole lot of wisdom and knowledge. Whole lot of wisdom and knowledge. And that's the thing you kind of have to love humanity for. It's the fact that they give you that. Because nothing else seems to be possible. Um, uh, At least for me. I know in other cases, some, you know, it happens. It it certainly happens. And so, I know I'm blogging right now, but um, started to play music. I've been writing. Animating kind of the the streaming, making videos, uh, all kinds of stuff, meditating. But I wanted to start playing music more. started creating music through loops, but now I'm starting to learn the piano. And it's pretty interesting because in my dream states, uh, this happened recently, I saw sometimes... I get dreams where I can create music instantly, and I wrote an article about this, called like a quantum leap in our creativity and learning. How some people are prodigies and they just know how to do things better, and it's cool. And it's interesting. And I like that about certain people. I believe anyone can do it. It's just we haven't learned how to unlock it, and to unlock it, it's probably some like meditation. I don't know yet. Still learning. But I was in a dream, for example, and I I could like hear Celtic music. I could pick out which chords were playing and what the mood was and how the tempo and everything. Just in my mind, I could see it and play it and hear it instantly. I didn't have to know piano. I didn't have to know notes or which ones I had to hit at the right timing. I didn't need timing Just plain magically. It was awesome. Reminds me of uh, Terrence McKenna used DMT and he met the Machine Elves. The Machine Elves were just seeing objects into existence. It's kind of like instantaneous manifestation that exists. Some higher plane of reality and also within our reality. It's some rare uh, psychedelic occasions or whatnot. Some sort of mystical visions. Happens rarely, but I imagine there's something there. Uh, there, there's an example of Daniel Tammet, who apparently can close his eyes and kind of like calculate math uh, in his mind's eye and just see the answer to any mathematical equation, no matter how complex it is, in his mind's eye. Some sort of learning ability we can have. So I, I recently had this dream where I was playing this like chromatic piano and it, it's like I knew which notes to play and hit almost instantly and then I was like oh yeah that dream was awesome maybe I need to play the piano more I bought this piano I didn't play it because it was kind of hard I don't know I wasn't very good at it I was doing some sort of computer program where it was kind of teaching me some notes not all the way and I picked up this piano and I just started playing it like a a, a fiddle <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if that's the best metaphor. I was playing the piano like a piano. I was playing the piano really good, kind of. I was, like, making songs that I was like, wow, I'm kind of into this. It, it had emotion and passion. It was like I was feeling the passion flow through me like the force. And I was playing music on a level i never played before. And it happened right after that dream. So that, it was interesting. It, I do believe... Intelligence can be unlocked at some mysterious level that we're just now learning. I wish we could learn more about it, but we tend to um, only just look at technology and the external ways we can expand our reality. Like, how can we make I you don't know a piano just you know play music by hitting a button? And, and that's kind of kind of what we've been doing instead of unlocking our Subjective potential, which it makes sense because it's easier, and more convenient to do that. Um, so, but I wish we would. I don't know. It just makes me feel like I want to go to the Himalayas and learn telepathy and fly and like all these things. If that's even possible. Could I do it? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so I was playing around with that and it, it's cool because uh, like, prodigies, like, piano prodigies that were born, maybe they had a past life connections to a bunch of, the famous pianists, like, Mozart, Beethoven, and they just knew how to play piano better than anyone, and some people say, oh, that's genetic, or something, they can do it, I can't do that, that's a bunch, of bunk. of course, anyone can do what anyone does, at any time, so long as they have the drive and passion to do it, that's probably what you're probably really saying. Oh, if you put it off and say it's a genetic alteration, and you know my body can't do it, their body can't. That's just saying no. You have no passion to do it. That's why you're not doing it. This is why you're choosing not to do it. I believe we can do anything, so long as we have that drive to do so. Uh, yeah. It would be neat if we had like educational centers allowed people to explore any realm of reality. Maybe someone doesn't want to do anything but meditate and learn like psychic abilities like learn remote viewing. Maybe that would and then people would communicate with each other with a remote viewing which ostensibly is what extraterrestrials already do or what we did in Lemuria and Atlantis. We like didn't talk, I believe this is correct, or some extraterrestrial race or something. They didn't talk to each other. They just closed their eyes. And they're like, all right, let's just like send a bunch of symbols to each other and, and get the real conversation going. Like if you wanted to talk about Zelda, you'd be like, hey, um, let me project you what I what happened to me in Zelda. And then they would close their eyes and be like, wow, you're really good at Zelda. And that's a very terrible example. But, you know, that's what, what could happen. I, I, I just said, I mentioned that because I haven't played video games in a while, but I played a little bit of Zelda today. For some reason, I felt like playing Zelda was... And, of course, while live streaming, no one was watching. But I guess that's uh, part of the process anyway. Anyway, I, I, uh, video games. It, it's interesting because that's sort of something there about games. The, the, the game, we, we like to play, like, in the p- ancient past. I wrote this down. It said in, like, Wikipedia. I was just looking up games. Like, why are we interested in games? Isn't that the most trivial thing we could possibly... But maybe not. Games are an integral part of all cultures and are one of the oldest forms of human social interaction. Games are formalized expressions of play, which allow people... Go beyond immediate imagination or direct physical activity. Common features of games include uncertainty of outcome. Agreed upon rules, competition, separate place and time elements, fiction, elements of chance, prescribed goals, and personal enjoyment. Games capture the ideas and ruled views of their cultures and pass them on to future generations. I believe it's going to say it in a minute. Games were important as cultural and social bonding events. Uh <laughs> as teaching tools and as markers of social status, as pastime of royalty and elite, some games become common features of uh, culture and gifts. Games are, uh, s- such as Synet and Mesoamerican Bowl game were often imbued with mythical and ritual religious significance. Uh, games like Yan Chapur and uh, Mansion of Happiness were used to teach spiritual and ethical lessons. And some games like uh, Shatranj and Go were seen to develop ways of strategic thinking and mental skills by the political military elite. Man, that's sort of uh, human. Not just man, man, woman, in between, human. Isn't that cool, what I said? I feel like it connects to what I just said. Something about games allows teaching to occur on a level. And it would not otherwise happen. I didn't know what the heck Mansion of Happiness was. But apparently it teaches spiritual and ethical lessons. Like the game Monopoly. Monopoly teaches us that what can happen to a society when monopolies are created. And balance needs to be taken place. And also, like, that's how I was learning the piano. I downloaded, like, a game program. It just kind of helped me uh, learn the basics and fundamentals. Something about games could be utilized maybe to learn uh, better. And I feel like we could do that. Not, we wouldn't need video games, so to speak. But we could have games. Uh, that we, maybe I just need to create stuff. <laughs> create a school called Game School. And if you want to learn telepathy, you go to t- learn the, the game telepathy. You get several games. Synchronicity or whatever. Math. Remember the Math Blaster? The game was cool. It taught you math while blasting things. Um, yeah. I guess that's why I wrote it down. There's probably more to be said about it. It's just interesting how we can approach life in a fun way or in a really boring bureaucratic way distrusting way The the opposite of games has to be bureaucracy it's this distrust in the game you trust all participants it's like it's a game or whatever you know you win you lose i don't know it's kind of cool that when you win because it means that you understood something someone else has not and so you have this kind of air of um, renown quality that you take with you for a moment but, then we got a whole aspect of society It's just bureaucracy, that's just like, I don't trust you, where's your license, where are you from, What's the, what border did you cross two hours ago, where's your vaccine mandate, passport, uh, digital ID, chip, it's so drudge, gray face, boring. No that it has to be done away with I don't know how we can do it with the state of distrust we have in people. I uh, get calls all the time that says scam likely. Get um that kind of air happens within our business culture of people just like taking money from you or maybe you watch too much murder the documentaries or the, 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 the CSI television shows where it's like some person got angry and just murdered another person so it's another um, reason to distrust the people you walk around and meet and that sucks too because I know when I talk with the people um, the opposite sex it's almost as if they a lot of them would rather me not because of what I just said and that's too bad because a lot of that, I'm not generalizing, um, do I need to edit this? I'm going to leave it in. Um, but many more do, do trust and are trusting. And that is the kind of conversational energy that really makes life great. It's like, ah, oh, awesome. You trust me as a human to not do all those terrible things because you can just see it in my energy. It's That's what, another thing that connects with what I just said. Maybe... If we were able to develop empathy more and just, I don't know, see auras or whatever, you just like see someone's aura. If their aura is like a black, gray, uh, red, reddish glob of tendrils uh, striking forth, um, then you would know. Okay, I don't have to. You don't even have to say trust. You could be say, I don't have to be near this person. I can just go the other way. And that, wouldn't that make society wait? Like, what if we could teach police officers to see auras? Wouldn't that be great? They'd be, they would, oh my God, what a, what a relief. No more uh, freaking, uh, what, airport security where they just tell you to put up your arms and check you. You just look at the person as a trained are um, a scene police officer, and you just say, oh, okay, yeah, that person's good, that person's good, person's good, wait a minute, you know, and then, then you do your thing, that would be great, wow, what a like, utopian society that would be, police officers that are, first of all, they would already have to be, and they, I mean, because some police officers are those people, That that's, yeah, Which, 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 which only all the more reason why this is, needs to be heard. Because what, what's the point of police officers if they're just going to kill people too? What, what are you doing? Like, what, how is, shouldn't there be a community involvement here? Uh, Wouldn't that be better? Like some sort of greater trust? Uh, Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying so uh, yeah that, 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 that's, that, that's been pachecoing around my head recently nothing else got I got a juice been riding my bike it's fun I love bikes exhilaration of a bike ah yeah this uh this podcast has been brought to you by uh, bikes and windows windows if you want your house to look like, it's from the outside window, by a window, and put some plants around your house. More plants. We need more plants in our buildings. We need more glass and more plants. And make a, a kind of a solar punk society would be great if we can transition to that um, in the next, you know, 10 years. That would be amazing. That would be um, a play at it. I would... W- would love to live in for the next 100 or 200 years because my lifespan will be longer than yours because I eat more correctly than you do. (laughs) Sorry. I breathe air and oxygen more than you do and take cold showers and live life. You do not because you don't like life as much. You want to die quicker. Admit it admit that's why you eat the way you do and i'm playing friend i love you it doesn't matter what you're doing whatever you're learning what path you're on involving person consciousness to whatever uh, state of form you will ascend or uh, traverse to next. everything is all good in the hood everything's fine everything's perfect um on the ultimate uh, god level on the human level, eh, but, you know, that's why we're here, to change those things into the better, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're to this podcast, one listener, I, I, that's amazing, I live for you, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be doing this podcast, I would be, I don't know, under some bridge somewhere with a, a cup and a couple of crystals, and I'd be, uh, banging them around, let all day just to see if i could uh, transmute my being into some ninth dimensional entity <sighs> uh yeah so uh no no recommendations for you no no advice cuz i know you know what you're doing you're 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 on the path you know what you're doing you're doing all the things you're supposed to be doing oh i was supposed to talk about the ufo Congressional hearing. Oh yeah, <laughs> so this is gonna be a little longer podcast than usual. The UFO congressional hearing is going to be on May seventeenth. I'm gonna have a, anim- a short, funny animation out uh, in the description I'll put it in the description once it's out. And f- the this hasn't happened in I guess they say fifty years. But I imagine they've had UFO hearings before, with congressional members present, but not an open congressional hearing, I guess. UFOs, holy mother! That so the cynical side of things. People always say distraction. Oh look what look what look what the government's doing, distracting us from inflation and the the, the dropping of the stock market and stuff and oh man it's a, a human it sucks it sucks to hear that because this really is one of the biggest concepts to grasp in our reality now is that we're not alone these ufos are not from russia they're not from china they're not from a, well some of them probably are actually from these countries and america as well but th- there are some that th- go beyond any technology we have D- blink in and out of existence i've talked about this before on my pr- one of my previous uh, podcasts uh, documenting uh, several paranormal and mystical experiences i've had the the uh, this also means they have an energy source that goes beyond nuclear or solar to run their d- d- spacecraft, and that in of itself unlocks a new potential for our society. And we barely we we think it's a distraction. We think it's the and in our government inevitably during these proceedings and hearings is going to say we believe these could be a threat. To our democracy, these UFOs are a threat. No, no, of course not. Why would they? They they would if they were a threat in the way you think they are. If, so that what's that going to do? That's going to be like oh yeah, let's spend even more money on defense. That's crit. Like that's another reason to up the military defense, which is not. Good. That's why people believe it's a distraction. So they're not all wrong. That. Uh, account but the greater idea is that these beings i've seen in almost daily in my visions dreams communicate with other people channel them other people have the same experiences as i and you probably have in some or if you haven't you will eventually if you do a couple more meditation routines perhaps or uh Open your heart up to uh, validating every human. If you can... You will know, probably do it. These beings would open up the adventure of Earth to a, a, a level... This is the most real fantasy of all our fiction. This is the most real it will ever get. Taking us to worlds beyond our imagination. Uh interacting with beings of profound unconditional love, of a density we hardly can obtain even with psychedelics, or meditation, though some have so the, this, this is, it's still it's great that it's happening, will anything come from it? Probably not um, but it's kind of, it's still a step, there's no doubt about it, it's a step in admitting that this phenomenon is real it's not some kind of crackpot theory because there's been hundreds of documentaries hundreds of books written about the phenomena. It can't be explained away as swamp gas. It can't be explained away as weather balloons or aurora borealis or any of those things. It's a real spacecraft out there. And my first podcast of this uh Iteration of my podcast before the other ones I deleted, unfortunately, was about UFO disclosure and the mystical realm. Why Why are they similar? There's many people in spirituality, don't even touch this topic. They're like, nah, it's too weird for me. It's We got to focus on God. Just focus on God. Just focus on meditation. Focus on consciousness. And be at peace and be at love. And then... Uh, that's okay, I guess, if you want to focus on that. But d- d- just c- keep it in mind that it's still real. Like You have to consider that you can't just negate the topic com- completely now that there is a open U.S. congressional hearing with members of the Pentagon that will stay, at least in fact, that it is real. I uh, don't care about any of their other conclusions. But just the fact that they admit it's real is certainly interesting. Is it a distraction? No, it can it be used as a distraction? Yeah, it, yeah of course. But what like what, how is this any more distraction than you're watching a, a football game? Does't matter. You're gonna be distracted. We're distracting beings. We distract ourselves. Uh, but that is so uh, on, on Twitter, it's kind of nice on Twitter to have a few dead people on your timeline. And by that, I mean those bots that quote uh, people with spiritual wisdom or some kind of wisdom. And they just like put that in your timeline so you have something to read. I have uh, Yogananda on my timeline. And that's always good because it keeps it, the, the spiritual people that say keep God always in mind are definitely right about something. So that focus certainly does make the day a little, puts it into perspective, makes it a little brighter, makes it worthwhile, makes me at least endeavor to be more conscious and aware and bring that light form into my body so that I may spread it to others. I don't see any other goal right now that is higher than that because then synchronicity can lead to all other things no matter if you want to control the synchronicity or just allow whatever your higher self has in store for you, whatever, it um, all syncs up more evenly when one keeps God in mind. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's why I do this podcast. I will keep doing it for you, listener. Thanks for listening. I uh, appreciate your, your warm smile your beautiful eyes and your ears for listening to my erratic um distorted <laughs> rambling that I, I, i'm gonna do better like i'm gonna make this more aligned to something where there will be a tr- a nice uh, pleasant uh, train ride you can um, roll down while hearing differing perspectives all at once Which is very challenging to uh, integrate with. I'm sorry, I see a lot. I have seen so much, and it doesn't seem like every- It doesn't seem like anyone else incorporates all the ideas of which I speak. It doesn't seem like anyone. Someone is always missing something. Whether it's UFOs or the, the diet. Or the politics, or the extra dimensions, or some other distortions within our culture. Something. Or positives within our culture. they are always missing something. So, uh, if, if you have something I'm missing, I want to hear it. I want to listen. I want to absorb. If at all possible. Alright, uh, thank you. Uh, keep within you the uh, spirit of. Enlightenment and uh, Hari Ganesh, may all obstacles be removed in your life, so that it may flow like a gentle stream alongside a pleasant mm, solar gravity-powered uh, trigger. You may reach me at my email, jaronfun@gmail.com, at gmail.com j-a-r-o-n-f-u-n-d dot com. My Twitter, at rockazulu. My website, jarenfun.com, and you can uh, watch my animations, play my video games, read my writings, and develop in yourself more ability to consciously command your soul to the higher realms and, um, you know, integrate more with humanity in conversational format, which is also just the same just the same you have to rise as a collective got the golden phoenix to the the the, the, the magical uh, hyper dimensional tesseract that were all a holographic nature thank you